Space Gang, welcome to another edition of the BK Spades Show. And on today's show, I have two very special guests. I have Ricky Fields, aka Zunga. Hello. And, and I have Che Cantrip. Hi. I said that. Ah. All right. So on today's episode, we're going to focus on the trans community because I feel like it's a very important issue and we all should be allies for everybody because we're all friends and we're all um, a part of this earth and we all have to survive together. So we're gonna kinda try to counsel some of those negative stereotypes or thoughts and feelings that you had that trans people are different from you because they're really not. And what better way to do that than to have two trans women on the show that could do it with me and explain things a lot better than I can. So I wanna thank you guys in advance for doing this because I really appreciate it. Um, you didn't have to take the time out. So thank you for coming on the show. Uh, you're welcome and thank you for having us. Yeah, indeed, thanks so much. No problem. All right, so we're gonna jump right into this. No point in a lot of gagging and playing around. So first question. What's it like living as a trans woman in this society? Complicated. It's very, very complicated. Um, there's a lot of eggshells that need to be walked on or uh, taken in con into consideration each day. Um, to piggyback off of that answer, it is, yeah, it is complicated as far as like navigating the world and like experiencing the world in mm -hmm. like itself because one doesn't just I guess choose to be trans like yeah you choose to transition but you don't choose like your feelings and like everything as far as like being a trans woman goes sort of like for lack of a better example like being gay or any other minority group you just kind of are and sometimes people choose to transition and choose not to transition. Um, and transitioning can have varied effects for lack of a better term. Um, I do have to say though, it is an interesting experience because certain things kind of change you. Mm -hmm for some, for like, I don't want to give anything. It just kind of like changes your view and perspective on a lot of things. Like, let's just say you were living as a guy before like you transitioned and then kind of changes your perspective on like a lot of social issues and things like that that happen revolving gender and roles and norms among just like interactions with people. Those are facts. Okay. So what are some of the challenges that you guys go through? Well, there, there are a number of challenges through every step of the process. So I guess I'll just kind of go through them. Um, quickly and kind of the, uh, like the metamorphosis of a trans person. Um, so 
First of all, to decide whether you're going to transition or not is a big one uh, because as she said, we don't choose to be trans, but we can choose if we want to transition or not. Um, and the misconception is that we choose to become a different person, but the reality is we're just choosing to show the general populace who we actually are. Um, and that can be met with a lot of hostility. Um, it can be met with, um, I mean, there's definitely support also. There's definitely people that are always gonna love you, but there is a very real sense of, if I choose to transition, I know that some of my friends won't be supportive. Some of my family won't be supportive. Um, it might make things more difficult for me professionally. Uh, so those are all scary things to have to face going into your transition. And that's just like the beginning. And then there's right. the daily life of living as a trans person. I know. Um, yeah, like oh. there's this whole kind of mental idea of quote unquote passing. All right. And like, yeah, like some trans people would prefer to pass. Passing is a term that means no one can identify that you are a trans person. They just think that you are a cis woman or whatever, or in some cases, a cis male because there are trans men that exist, even though like they get left out of the conversation as well. Um, but to state a couple of things though, um, it is sort of weird, especially like mentioning like interactions, sometimes interactions completely change. Like, yeah. I've literally only been on like my HRT medication for about like five months now. And there have been like physical changes as well as like um, mental changes, but also social changes such as mm -hmm people who I've known like for years before I started transitioning, like coming into my inbox. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> so, yeah. so you're saying you're saying they wasn't in your inbox and now they are in your inbox. Yes. Like that what? and there'll be like it'll be some like girlfriends that you've had or even like some of your male friends just come out of the blue and are like wow. hey, uh, uh, how you doing um have, would you like to go out sometime <laughs> and it's wow. like uh, this is awkward yeah <laughs> so i know well first off i'm glad you brought up the passing term because mm -hmm. i know that's been an issue for the straight community, I guess that'd be the way to verbiage that. Um, I'm gonna say we, not necessarily that I think this, but we of the straight community, we've always had these arguments in groups that usually didn't involve trans people. So it's like straight people arguing at straight people about <laughs> whether or not uh, trans people should be able to use passing as a way of life, I guess. I just learned the passing term, by the way. So this is new to me. I didn't know it was a name for it. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, we see. Terms. Yeah, there are several terms for the same thing, but um, <laughs> fucking. Oh, sorry, language. It's fine. Fucking. <laughs> um, it should never be your goal to pass. It should always be your goal to have, I guess, um, confidence in yourself and who you are. Like, yeah, dysphoria is a thing, and dysphoria is a bitch for the uninitiated. Dysphoria is the internal feeling that you don't look right, that you're not right, that um, there's always something like inherently kind of wrong. Like, even for those who like pass, they still have like this state of dysphoria just in case someone for, clocks them for lack of a better term even though like that probably doesn't happen like there are a lot of um women trans women and trans men that exist that you could probably never tell were trans but we have we see a lot of like things on social media where it's always someone being like uh like it could be a cis female in the picture, right? A cis woman. Okay. And I'm sure you've seen this before because we come, we're in some of the same social media groups where it'll be like a woman, but then they Photoshop something like between their legs and then it's just like thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, and that shit is frustrating. Like, I, I understand. Agree with you on that one. I I get frustrated about things like that too. It's like we're just regular people at the end of the day, trying to live our lives the way we live them, and we're not really trying to bother anyone. For the most part, we're just trying to go through our lives not being bothered. That and the the concept of passing is damaging to to everybody, not just for trans people. Um, like cis people, like, sorry to cut you off. No, that's exactly where I was going. You're right. <laughs> like, with cis people, like, the idea, like, let's just say the idea of toxic masculinity, right? How okay. you're supposed to look a certain way, be a certain way, and act a certain way. And if they act some other way that's not the norm, they get labeled as gay or feminine or some other like nonsense where they could be a cishet straight male well a cishet male guy and they just like certain things that are different maybe they're in the fashion or maybe they dance a certain way or maybe they have even like a certain speech pattern where they're not just built like correctly and that's really toxic or even like the idea of femininity as far as like cis women go, where cis women have to look a certain way, like the way their magazines like look, where you have to be like a size zero to be like worth a damn and all the friggin' stuff that they see on the daily basis. Yeah. Cause like one example being everyone has hair, like cis women shaved their legs sometimes they have like hairs on their chin mustache uh, and on their like upper lip and stuff and people look at them funny or what have you and it's like no they're just them let me give you two quick examples of why the concept of passing is is dangerous for for everybody right so 
uh, obviously we had the the issues of the trans bathroom bans, right? Mm -hmm. So while that was going on, um, men started following women into the bathrooms because they thought they were trans, but they just turned out to be cisgender women that didn't fit their uh, their view on what a woman should look like. So then wow. women or cis women get harassed in bathrooms. Uh, for no reason other than just wanting to pee in public. Um, and then another example is there was a group of um, cis women that were Olympic uh, marathon runners or long distance runners. And of course they're high level marathon runners. They have very little body fat. So they also didn't fit the typical standards of what a woman should look like. And they didn't have the curves and um, they started getting harassed by people that thought they were trans women who had quote unquote infiltrated um, that sporting event and they got a lot of stuff and they were they're cis women just trying to do their best and you know apply themselves to their sports and they, they had nothing to do with the trans community but they were still victims of that harassment. Mm -hmm. I will first off I just want to say you guys came through uh, with some heat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we just uh, <laughs> we're just 15 minutes in and we're still on question one so I'm, I'm glad you guys came through there's a lot of information in there that you just gave us we're pretty sure there's going to be a part two there's a lot to this <laughs> yeah it's definitely looking like a part two you guys are trying to take off in June okay jeez um <laughs> I'm gonna have to push two shows back now um let's move on Okay. What are some of what are some of the challenges that both of you on a personal level have gone through? Um, okay, you so can, you can add this longer than me. Okay. <laughs> so um the aforementioned, you know, friends and family may or may not stick around. Um, as we just discussed, there's Kimar, I'm gonna put you on game real quick. I'm gonna give you a new term, okay? So All right. there is a term that we use called clocking, um, and that's clocking. passing. So clocking means if someone is trying to figure out if you're trans or not based on how you look. Um, so going into public, there's a lot of anxiety. Is this person clocking me? Have they figured out that I'm trans? Am I going to be a victim of violence because I got clocked in public? So there's that anxiety. Um, I was... Uh, professional full-time career martial artist for about six years and I had to stop doing or I chose to stop doing that because I felt it was not a great environment for me to transition in um so you know that went out the window and then as uh, Zonga mentioned uh there's along with the transition uh physically there's also this weird lapse where for trans women specifically, we kind of see uh, our male privilege like slip away and then we enter the world where like women are constantly harassed. Um, and that's that's super weird. That's, that's a weird one for sure. Oh yes, walking down Atlanta and being harassed because like, yeah, but you're also trying, well for me, I'm very dysphoric about my voice because I was 
I've had a deep ass voice for my entire life. Like at 10 years old, I had this very white ass sounding voice. <laughs> so when some person is approaching me on the street, it's really difficult to actually speak to them. Like I've, like I've just been thinking about learning sign language just because like, oh my God. But yeah, like I'm going out to like a friend's show or whatever or to hang out at like a bar or something and then you have guys talk to you or women talk to you or you know try to hook up with you and things like that and it's kind of interesting but it's also kind of dangerous because there's also this whole aspect of especially when it comes to the black community unfortunately with toxic masculinity like there'll be a bunch of dudes in your inbox that'll be like hey so i think you're pretty hot i think you're pretty cute but then um if their friends find out they initiate violence with the oh you tricked me or whatever even if from day one you were open about who you were as a person like that sort of violence wow. is that happens on the regular with a lot of like trans women. Like a lot of examples of like, it's just for lack of a better term, guys being on the DL. Like I had someone in my DMs who was in a committed, supposedly committed relationship with their girlfriend and it's like hey i want to take you out i want to do this da 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 but i don't want my friends and girlfriend and now and it's like yeah i'm not that's not how i work can i add one more it's a big one yeah um constantly having to explain or educate people on or justify your existence because you're a trans person yep you gotta pretty much have like a PhD <laughs> to just live as a trans person. Like you have to be up on all the stats and science and all that just to quell people's fears and insecurities and stuff. And that doesn't even work, but it's a constant like everyday thing. Yeah, like every day having to somehow pull out like medical journals, diaries and things like that just to prove your existence is a fucking, is, should be there kind of like currently or more recently I had a conversation with a certain individual in a Facebook group who was trying to argue me down about like my existence and I'm pretty you know this person but I won't use names probably do let's not let's not use names of course not um (laughs) But yeah, this individual was super annoying. And then it got, and then one of our mutual friends um, was just like, oh no, like it doesn't mean that he's like transphobic. He just likes to argue, to argue. And it's like, yeah, I don't argue my existence for someone's fucking fun. You should talk to him about that. Yeah, I don't think you should have to. <laughs> Right, which is why we appreciate opportunities like this to have a candid conversation about it rather than um, like an argumentative battle. Yeah. I, I think 
you should be able to exist how you want to because you just want to exist how you want to. And that goes for anybody in any walk of life. Like, I don't understand why people have to put others down or have to have justifications of why a person does something or why a person decided on something. It's it's really none of your business. Yeah, exactly. We're just being real. It's none of your damn business. <laughs> just trying to not be bothered buy my fucking groceries and go take a fucking piss. So leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) So on a side note, really quick, Zan, this is for you. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know if Che is married or or involved with anyone and it's none of my business as well, but you're you have a wife yes we are i am married she is the most supportive and like best partner ever i love her with all of my heart she's a sweetie pie okay so she's a woman yes she's a cis woman for those who are uninitiated cis just means that you identify as the gender that you were born or it's signed at birth by, by the way, we're up to three terms on this vocabulary journey today. Just like we've learned this male or a cis guy. So, sign derogatory is just the foot is quite literally the scientific term for someone who identifies with what they were assigned or what they were born as. And you can't bring up sciences in this society, that's offensive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can can I ask how that conversation went? Did she know before you guys got married, or yeah, most definitely. Um, we've been together for damn near ten years, and I think wow. she. I think I told her maybe like month two that I was trans. But I didn't know, like, if I was ever going to transition or anything like that. And we've still been together. Like, I also was a former drag queen. So Hmm. he actually would buy my makeup, buy my clothes um, for, you know, lack of a better term, safety precautions. Yeah. And whatnot for a while for my shows and things like that. And um, within doing like drag, I felt like this was more myself than I had ever been. And that was kind of the moment that I sort of decided. Um, of course, I took a break because shit happens. Like we were living by our, we were living like in our apartment by ourselves, and I was thinking about doing like transitioning then, but then like stuff happened, got into a car accident, had to like relearn how to walk and all this stuff. And then we moved in with her parents. And then unfortunately, um, cause like I couldn't work anymore <laughs> for that time period. Like I literally had to like reteach myself how to walk because I have spinal damage and such. Wow. Um, you know, I was gonna stop. It seems like you was just gonna gloss right over that fact. Yeah. Like, what, what, 
But um, yeah, we had to move in with our parents. And from there, it was like, uh, like her dad's very traditional. Her mom's more open. Her mom is like Gen Z, not Gen Z, uh, Gen X, and her dad's a boomer. So, like, (laughs) so it's kind of an interesting sort of dynamic. But like, after we moved out of her parents and got our own house, because currently we live. We have our own house. We have our own place. I made the. It just. I made the. How am I forgetting words? <laughs> I just well, put upon myself to you know I'm gonna live my life more honestly and be who I actually hmm. am to people, and I'm sick of hiding who I am as a person. So I decided to transition. You guys, both of you guys, lead very, very interesting lives. <laughs> yeah, and she was super. She's been super supportive for everything. Like, she's pretty great. Like, not to get too far into things. Like, our relationship is kind of open. So when I mention like dating things, that's. That's to make people understand we have an open relationship slash marriage. Well, I am I'm for one glad that you have someone that's so supportive of you and your life. Yeah. Period. That is some amazing dope stuff because that's hard to come by sometimes. Yeah, like it is. like I am a bisexual trans woman. She is she is a queer black woman it's just just she's super sweet super nice she is like so just an off-topic thing like mother's day that just passed my mm-hmm. most dumb trans i already came out to her all this other stuff i started transitioning but she's been sort of weird even though she said that oh i support you and i love you no matter what stuff that parents say but it hasn't been kind of necessarily true like she doesn't like use my pronouns except for like once where she corrected herself in front of my nephew, which was weird. Um, but yeah, we had a conversation um, this past Sunday where we just sort of talked it out and she was voicing her concerns and I was speaking to her about like my experience, like who I am and the fact that okay, this is who I am, mom. Like, yeah, you've known me as this for X amount of years, but I've never actually been this. I've never been this person. I've always showed you a fairy version of myself. I've showed my my family and even to some aspect, my friends, a fake version of myself for this long amount of time, and I'm tired of it. And she was understanding for the most part. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I'm glad you got to have your, I guess, um, some sort of closure with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you were able to get that moment. Che. Yes. Okay. Because I don't want to like gloss over you because I know it's <laughs> like a whole segment of design. So is there any relationship things you want to discuss or um, relationship issue? or challenge that you have? Sure, I mean, I'm in a relationship now and it's great. Um, 
but I do oh. want to bring up. Um, oh, go ahead. Getting into a relationship while trans can be challenging um, because meeting new people, it's uh, there's always like the debate of like, for my, just tell people up front, but it's also very valid to not want to tell people immediately because there's the possibility of violence. Um, so you have to you know, know someone first and kind of figure them out well enough to make sure they're not gonna like freak out and try to stab you to death for being a trans person. Um, so that makes things complicated, trying to meet new people um, and then time when to tell them or, you know, it just jumbles things, uh, trying to find people that are one, just okay with you being in existence, and then two, wanting to be with a trans person, and then three, trying to navigate how to have those conversations. It's a very complicated endeavor, and people are in people in relationships are pretty complicated to begin with. Wow, uh, man, I, whew, I, I don't, are I couldn't like... walk in your shoes. I couldn't because. <laughs> There's also the change in relationship dynamic between family. Yeah, for sure. And like, there, like, there will be an interesting like split of people who are okay and who aren't okay with you, like as far as family members go. And it's always like interesting to see things. Is it more like, of a split between the older generation of your family and the younger generation of your family or male and female or? It depends, to yeah. be 100% honest. Like, it's pretty individual. Yeah, for, like, I don't want to speak for all, like, trans women. I'm speaking for myself. But, like, for my sister seems okay. My mom is, you know, she's mixed on it. and But my brother is kind of being weird. But I just don't think, it, I think it's because he just doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, my mom is a traditional Korean lady in her 70s. So when I came out to her, it did not go well. Um, she's she's trying now, though. It's gotten better. My younger brothers are okay with it. My older sister was very concerned at first, but we're cool now. Um, and my older brothers, they're just not, not for it at all. I can imagine older brothers and moms seem especially in the traditional sense of any culture always seems to be a very hard bullet to bite and just get over you know changes as a whole like they don't usually like to change they don't mm -hmm. like especially with their children well that's one of the the big hurdles that we have to combat as trans people is a lot of people are beholden to their beliefs far prior to you know us having a conversation with them so a lot of times people aren't willing to let go of uh those beliefs to accept new information uh which would allow them to accept us as normal people um for example a lot of a lot of times when we get into these discussions, uh, trans people, we try to 
legitimize ourselves with the science of things, but a lot of times the people that we're talking to or trying to defend ourselves against don't want to let go of the, the science that they already know, even though it's based on like seventh grade biology. From like 20 plus years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what, what was the, like, what was the deciding factor in your decision to make the change? Like, so for me, um, I didn't transition until 2015 and I was 25 at the time. So I, I didn't figure my stuff out until much later in my adult life. Mm -hmm. um, but I frequent anime and comic conventions pretty often. I'm usually in like the artist alley or in the dealer's room somewhere selling my own stuff. But what the, the thing about conventions, as most of us know, is it's very hard to be the strangest person at a convention. Um, <laughs> like you can look down the hallway, you're more than likely gonna see several things weirder than you are. So I'm very comfortable there and I feel like I can be myself. And I just noticed that I'm a lot more like, at the time I was I was still fighting and teaching, so I had to put on this persona of like the tough macho guy. Um, but I'm really, I'm very much not that person. Like I enjoy the sport for sure, but uh, I noticed that the way I carry myself and the way I move and I'm going to parties and I'm dancing, I was, I was very effeminate. And I knew that, uh, but things started to click even going back to high school and before. So I just started to do a lot of research and I thought maybe I was gender fluid for a moment. Um, which means you're just not locked into masculine or feminine. It means that you can, that you kind of oscillate depending on how you feel. You're not locked into a position. Uh, but I, I noticed that I wasn't fluctuating. I was pretty much feminine all the time when I was really comfortable and being truthful with myself. So mm -hmm. I just decided to transition and I pretty much like left my job within like a month or two of deciding to transition and went on my way. That had to be hard to walk away from something you love to do. It, it was super hard. And the, the biggest thing was um, I worked at five or six different gyms in the Atlanta area. Um, and we had a lot of kids. I mean, like we, we taught adults, obviously, but like most of our students were kids. And um, I mostly had to walk away because of them, because as a professional, like it's not my place to um, bring politics into the gym and especially with the kids and having their parents decide whether it's moral for me to be there or not. So I just decided to walk away, but I still see those kids everywhere. And the thing is like, they don't recognize me. Um, and that hurts a lot. Like I watch, it takes three years to get your first black belt. So I watch these kids literally grow up. Like I didn't know some of these kids like six, seven years. And like now they're grown up and they're teenagers and they're working at the malls and stuff. And I see them and I'm like, oh man, I remember when you were a kid or I remember when you were a white belt, but they don't recognize me. And that sucks, that hurts. Wow. Again, my mind is blown and I'm learning a lot. And people, if you didn't pick up on that, what Che basically just said is she put a lot of time into those kids and those relationships and just like any other instructor or teacher she has feelings and affinity for those children as well so again another moment just for you to realize that we're all the same it's really no difference 
Zion. Yes. Same question. What was your, what made you change? What, well, transition. I think you kind of touched on it. Yeah, I did. It was just, I just got tired of not being honest with who I am and living honestly as a person. It's just like, I'm sick and tired of putting on a mask every day. This masculine mask every single day. I'm going to rip it off my face and I'm going to be who I actually am. Which is interesting because I've developed like this weird like mask affinity. Like I have a collection of different masks. I'm sure J.B. Smith can tell you. You released your persona? <laughs> I I was definitely thinking how metaphoric that was because when we it's both metaphoric I, and completely <laughs> non-metaphoric. Yeah, there's a literal collection of masks around the house. Okay. Well, I mean, in the sense of when I first met you, which was like five or six years ago in a Facebook group. Again, people, you should definitely get into different Facebook groups. You meet some great people that way. But back to the point, um, your profile pictures used to always feature you with the mask and we didn't really converse a whole lot. And it was like, who is this person? And I always wanted to know. And then JB explained uh, you guys' relationship. And I was like, oh, okay. So eventually he said, you'll come around. And when we started conversing more often and chatting, even though we didn't do a lot of it, it was weird, well, not weird, but it was just seeing you change your profile picture. And I'm not saying this because of me, um, but the growth that you had as a person, you can kind of tell it. And then the mask came off of your profile picture and then we started seeing your face and you start conversing more often, even yeah. though in a lot of that we had to, it was some comeback going on in those groups. But I'm just saying you, it was metaphoric because you removed the mask and then you became the person you wanted to become. That was a long winded way of saying that, but I got there. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting because, okay, so for the longest time I've hated my face because, you know, I've always wanted to be like, more feminine presenting and all this other stuff because that's who I am. So in all my pictures, I have like extravagant fucking mask on. And then it's just like, okay, you know what? Fuck this. Literally just started. Well, now I'm uploading pictures of myself because I'm happy with my face. I'm happy with my changes. I'm happy with the life that I'm leading now. Real talk, you do you do look way happier in your profile pics. I'm like, is this? Is, yeah, I literally look like a freaking super villain <laughs> in my profile pictures before, because I have like a mask and an extravagant outfit around the mask, because I'm extra yes. pale. That's true, you are a little, just a little bit. But in a good <laughs> it comes from drag TVA. <laughs> Space Gang, I know you guys are enjoying this episode. Ricky and Che are giving up really, really great information. They are doing the thing, dropping gems, really. But we got to take a break. This, this will end part one, though. This is a two-part series. So next week, they'll be back. But don't leave. We still have the wrap-up to do on the other side of the break. And for those of you that don't know what a wrap-up is, let me explain really fast. 
the wrap up is basically me giving the social medias and websites or whatever important information that you need to know for either the next week or the week after and to in this case uh, resources for trans people and allies so don't leave i know if you leave i see you clicking off put your fingers down put your phone down and just enjoy the break and i see you on the other side space game i see you made it to the end of the episode which is great that's dope and i'm glad you stuck around because i got some information that might be beneficial to you if you want to become an ally or you know a trans person you can have this information on hand or if you are trans these if if you're suicidal or you need a community just to talk or depressed or, or anything like that these websites just may be the ticket to help you out so get your pencils ready here we go first website georgia equality.org the second website is transequality.org the third website is www.twocc.us now that's the trans women of color collective they work with the trans community of color and white allies to create and maintain change so that might be a nice community for you to uh, fit into. This next website is Trans Lifeline, and they're a nonprofit staffed by transgender people for transgender people. It's a free helpline that's run by volunteers and supported by the community. Now, for support, you can call in the U.S. 877-565-5555. And in Canada, you can call 877-330-6366. And if calling is not your thing, you can go to the website at translifeline.org. I'm not done with giving up information right now. We, The ladies have uh, Instagrams and podcasts and Patreons that we definitely got to talk about. I got like sticky notes all over my computer right now. So I'm like looking around the computer for the note that I need. I am very unprofessional right now. But anyway, so on Instagram, it is for Zonga. That's Ricky, ladies and gentlemen. For Ricky. Her Instagram is Daily Mecca. That's Daily Mecca. M-E-C-H-A. Her podcast, which is, like she mentioned, is on hiatus right now. That is Couples and Friends. She also has a podcast coming out um, pretty soon with our friend, J.B. Smith. So be on the lookout for that. Now, Che, her Instagram is Che, C-H-A-E, Cantrip, C-A-N-T-R-I-P. Oh, yeah, and let's jump back to Zanga really fast. She also has a Patreon for a tabletop board game that she's creating, and there are uh, different levels that you can donate in. But let me give you this. We're going to talk about that on episode, on part two of this episode. 
There are two parts. We're not done yet. So that is patreon.com slash dynamic heroes. That's patreon.com slash dynamic heroes. And last but not least, uh, next week, we're going to have episode two, part two to this episode. And the week after that, we're going to have Big Bro Demo come through and we're going to talk about some things. We're going to have some fun. Uh, we'll probably get into this whole Boosie controversy that's going on. I don't. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But before you go, just remember stop by Facebook at the BK Spades Podcast. Stop by Instagram at the BK Spades. Stop by Twitter at the BK Spades. And I show Twitter at the BK Spades Show. So thank you for listening, and we're going to see you Friday once again with the ladies, Ricky and Che, for part two of this amazing episode that we got going. I know you're liking it. I'm feeling it. So I'll see you next week.